Welcome to Brands Made Meaningful, conversations with the team at Susner about how purposeful branding inspires unity, identity, and powerful change for growth-minded organizations. Welcome back to another uh, conversation with us here at Brands Made Meaningful. Tucker, we have a an equation or a formula um, that I think we've introduced in these conversations in the past that are how we look at what defines a successful brand. You know, there are a lot of ways that we talk about a brand is your reputation. A brand is the experience of working with you. A brand is what of what people think of you. But we've actually broken that down and to say, well, well, what does that mean? Like, what? Let's take that down another level further. And we have. Uh, why don't you kind of cue in? Like, what is the three-part equation that that we've yeah. started leaning into? So uh, it started just as our strategy equation for how do we make a meaningful brand, and that became uh, authenticity plus relevance plus surprise, and that really led into us going, how do we build? a really, really great brand across all the things. Well, of course it has to be relevant. That's, that's a great thing. And of course it has to be authentic to who you are. But the last thing, which is what we're talking about today is surprising. It has to be different. It has to really make people think, and it has to really catch people off guard so that we can differentiate ourselves, that we can do a lot of good things in the market. So that started just as a strategy component. And now it's kind of blend. It's just kind of blended all the way through our process to go in every single phase, whether it's visual, whether it's verbal, whether it's building signage for a client um, or any of that stuff, it has to be all of those things. It has to be authentic to who we are. It has to be relevant to who's going to be using it, who's going to be seeing it, who's going to be reading it. And it also has to be surprising. Like it has to be different. It has to make your day. It has to be that delightful piece that allows you to go, wow, I'm really glad that I ran into that. And when we move through this process, we've already had conversations around what authenticity is, and we've already had conversations around what relevance is, but we haven't really talked about surprising. And that seems to be the one that everyone's really interested in. And how do we get there? We queued this up uh, two or three conversations ago around, uh, around this. I think we call it that conversation was around visual differentiation. When we say surprising, visual is a part of it, but it's it's more than just visual. And I think we kind of dug into that that component of it. Today we're taking a step back and getting even broader. Why does this matter? You know, what does this mean in how you what you say, how you say it, how you show up, how you how you do? Um, yeah, it's, it's a it's a great conversation, and it's one that we get when when you present that authenticity relevance and surprise to especially to prospective customers in our initial um, conversations with them surprise is the one that they cue in on first and say what does that mean and how do you do it so that's inspired today's conversation yeah in short surprise makes you sweat basically is the way we like to say it to our clients and the reason why is because it's gonna make you push yourself outside of your comfort zone. And that's so it's designed to be like that. Most of the people that are working with us need change. That is what they're in the middle of change. They need someone to articulate that change in visual ways and verbal ways. And so when we come in and have this conversation with them, the thing I always try to prep them with is I'm probably going to come back with some ideas 
that might make you nervous and that's okay because the idea is is that if we're not making you nervous then it's expected then it's right down the middle everyone sees it um, and it doesn't really make you think anything different a surprising brand in your space in your industry helps you stand out from the crowd of competition. It helps you be noticed. Uh, We've said the phrase recognized from across the room. It helps the way that you present yourself be attractive to the people that you're trying to talk to and makes it easier to engage with them. Yeah, it. I mean, it captivates people. It helps you differentiate like you're talking about. It actually creates loyalty. When you think of some of the great brands that are doing really surprising things initially, they're disruptors of their markets. And that disruption actually creates a community for them that people gravitate towards. Think of Apple. Think of Tesla, think of these really great brands that have disrupted their industry. And now they're not really viewed as disruptors probably as much anymore because now they lead the industry. But initially when they did that, it created this loyal community that they got to have people rally around this new changing idea of what we should be and how we should do it. So that's kind of these really great pieces. So if we can captivate people, we can differentiate ourselves and we can create a loyal fan base for ourselves, then we'll have success. And that's really the key part of why we do surprise in the first place. The reason those things matter, captivating, uh, standing out, being memorable, um, creating brand loyalty. One of the most important reasons why those matter is because people have so many choices. Regardless of how well positioned your organization is, you probably have competition. Yeah. So it's even more than just the competition that most people think of. Most people think of competition just as the direct competition that you're dealing with. The way that we look at competition is probably more like wallet competitors, as in where else is the money going? If it's not going to you, where are they putting it? If it's not going to anything that you can offer and it's maybe not even going to the same offering as yours, what is the substitute for that offering? So no matter what, I think there's a lot of people that go that we don't have competition because of this. And it's like, but everyone has some kind of competitor, whether it's indirect or direct. So if a, if a brand isn't surprising, isn't disruptive in its own way, isn't differentiated, what are some red flags, problems, symptoms that would cue somebody in to say, this is something that we need to, we might be authentic, we might be relevant, but we're, we're missing the element of surprise. What are some red flags? For me, it's most likely customer engagement. Um, That's a great thing to follow is just like how engaged are your customers and what you're doing. And sometimes they're really, really engaged and sometimes they're not. So I look at If it's declining, that's a problem in some kind of capacity, like the audience no longer finds us exciting. They don't find our products interesting. They don't really find anything that we're putting out there engaging to them. Um, Or if our audience is just maintaining its same level and we're not seeing any kind of change at all, I would say that there's probably a opportunity to be more surprising in the way that we look at that. So if you're seeing that fading of relevance or the declining of engagement, I think that that can be a big part of it. Another one is looking at the lack of differentiation. So if there's a lot of options in the marketplace, we've kind of beat this to death, I think. But the idea is if you are dealing with people in your market that offer the same thing as you and 
you're being really critical about the way that you look, the way that you sound, the way that you show up in the marketplace. And it doesn't look distinctly different as in like you can squint your eyes and look really quick and make that decision within three to five seconds. If, if you can't do that, then I feel like there is a lack of surprise there. And I think that's hard for a lot of people because there are markets where you initially led that change and now people have followed you there. And it's not enough just to change once because people, I mean, we're, it's a really fast industry. Most industries are really quick where it's just like, we can change now and we're probably going to have to make some kind of meaningful change again in the next three to five years or else everyone else is going to follow suit or just feel like the same. I think on that relevance piece, one of the components of surprise is emotion. It's connecting what we do, who we do it for, how we do it, et cetera, to our customers on an emotional level. Um, Marty Neumeyer, who wrote The Brand Gap, wrote something along the lines that if you truly have, I'm paraphrasing and, and adding surprise to his words, if you truly have a differentiated and surprising brand, your brand would be one such that if it went away, people wouldn't know what to do. It's a good point. I think when you look at the opportunity for a lot of people, if you're not the only, then it makes you really susceptible to being just another, right? So there's that level of, if you're not different, then you're probably just the same. I look at surprise as are our customers, are our fans willing to run through a wall for us and to say, and I know that's like a total metaphor. I'm thinking in like a sports analogy when a coach hypes up their team and says, okay, here we go. And people are like, I'm ready to run through a wall for them because I am so excited about what we're doing and, and where we're going. And if your audience just really isn't excited about that, then you have an opportunity to say, how do we push them emotionally in one way or another we just are working with a golf course trying to rebrand them and say what does surprise look like for them and what does that look like with the how do you get a golfer to go through a website and go oh my god i want to play there so bad um i'm ready to go right now and that's kind of this pulling all these levers for us to say if we're going to do this successfully we want raving fans. We want people who are super excited about everything that you are doing. Um, and if we do that successfully, then we've done our job. Yeah. If And if, if your customers are, aren't engaging, if people forget about you, if you're easily confused, I'm just kind of recapping this. If you're easily <laughs> confused with everybody else, people have a um, super short attention span. And if you don't stay, I mean... In, in any branding marketing sense, if you're not top of mind, you, you're out of mind. I remember years ago talking with a, a person that worked for Target Corporation in their buyer's department, and she was responsible for hiring partners, vendors, agencies, etc. And I remember asking her, like, what's the key to getting a, the, having the opportunity to work with you? And she pointed to a stack of portfolios and promotional materials that started on her floor and exceeded past the top of her desk. She goes, you need to stay in the top two inches of this pile, or I don't have the brain space to remember who you are. And if you haven't done a great job of differentiating yourself, you're literally in that pile with everybody else. I think that that's super true. I mean, think about emails. Think about email. Like we talk to people that are doing email marketing and they're like, you have seconds to figure that out because if you don't, if you're not seeing that you drop to the bottom of someone's inbox, there's no way you're coming back from that. How can this be solved? How can we do that? I mean, I feel like we've teased this up to here's all the things that why we should be doing that. 
But how can someone who's listening now say we could be different? Um, we could surprise our audience and we can build a brand that is delightful. First of all, you have to mentally be ready to embrace change. If if you're looking at your brand and your brand has something again, something's wrong. If you're if you're even considering um, that you should be uh, that your brand needs to be more surprising. You're you're already in that mind space, but you truly have to think about being open to new ways of messaging, of packaging, of the experiences that you provide. I think the biggest thing for what I tell clients, if we're just consulting on something and not actually doing a project with them, is they can't be afraid to fail. They should be failing forward. Purpose of trying something new isn't to always be right. Most of the time within strategies, the most of the time within what we're doing, it's an opinion. That's not fact or fiction. It's not fact. It's fiction. And when we come in, it's like, here's what we think we could be doing. And here's what we, we think we'll do well. But we don't know that, right? So when we come through this opportunity, it's to say, let's fail forward. Let's make sure we're taking chances. Let's make sure we're making mistakes. But we make mistakes that are big and bold and that we're making sure that we own up to them and that we have a plan for if they do go wrong. There's also the step of reviewing and auditing everything that you have. What do you sound like? What 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 are the words that you say? And how does that compare to what your competitors say? How do you and and not only what do you say, but I think a lot of the surprise comes with how you say it. Um, you can yeah. take the same phrase and just emphasize emphasize different words different tone yeah and it comes across differently and oftentimes that's where you can lean into the surprise too so if you regulate the regular audit yourself and you're understanding that failing isn't a bad thing and you're embracing the idea of we need to be different than we are today or else we cannot be better than we are today i also think that this idea of Open communication is huge. We talk about it in a lot of our episodes. It's just the, the idea of understanding what you're saying is really important, but what your customers are saying or what your audience is saying, what your employees are saying is also really important to understand what each audience needs from you and what's working and what's not working is super big. But that last thing is fresh eyes or we'll call it fresh minds make a huge difference. We... I just got off a call or a conversation with um, a CEO of an organization last week where he said, we're going to take the idea of bringing in fresh minds and we're going to put that to our sales organization. We're going to have them rotate accounts because when they get onto a new account, they see things differently. They see opportunities in that account that the other salesperson who's been maybe working on it for a couple of years doesn't see. And this idea that that's exactly what needs to happen with brands normally is to say, you guys see it every day. You look at it, you're so close to it every single day. It takes a new thought process. It takes a new set of eyes to see it differently and to say, well, we could do it like this. This might help us shake things up a little bit. You'd be amazed how easy it is just to go, I would never have thought about it like that. There's a sports equipment and gear manufacturing company that we work with. So a similar story, but in that it's a CEO, they brought in a brand new CEO to help this organization take the next step. And this organization been around for, for quite a while, but it always been sales-minded, sales-driven, driven and led by the sales team to do anything and everything to support sales, 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 which I totally understand. 
And he flipped that. He, he said, what if we took the mindset of looking at this organization as a marketing organization? What would we do differently? How would we sound differently in a market where, frankly, we're stuck competing on price and service? How can we elevate what we do to the next level? Now, two or two and a half, three years later, they're a sales and marketing organization. It's not one or the other, but the influx of thinking about something differently through that fresh set of eyes who who wasn't basically, you know, stuck or mired in the way that that you've always been doing it has led to incredible growth for this specific company. And when you look at that assumption reversal, right? We've always done it like this. What if we didn't do it like that at all? We did a whole episode on that a while ago. And that conversation that we had, that's how we do a lot of our work is to say, well, what if it's not like this? Asking what if is really nice. And that's this idea of failing forward, I think, is to say, what if we were to completely change ourselves? And that idea should make you a little nervous. And that's okay. Because if you're nervous, then that means it's different. And if you're nervous, that means you're just not sure if it's going to work. But if you know it's going to work, that means it's the safe choice. Safe sucks. Safe safe sucks. And there's this idea of being safe is ideal for a lot of people. And in this type of world, especially in the brand space, you can't just be in the safe bucket. Because it's just, it's so easy to be safe. And following other people's direction and saying, okay, well, if we're going to be this organization, we'll just be the same way we are today, but just more modern. That doesn't, that's not going to help. Being more modern does not change anything for you guys. You need to have a difference in mindset. One of our favorites, Marty Neumeyer, said that disruption is the ultimate in differentiation. And when we say, so to be surprising is to differentiate, the ultimate goal is to actually push differentiation to a point of disruption. And he said, how do you know when you're being disruptive? He said, when it scares the hell out of somebody. We have clients that that happens to, um, where we say, here's how we think we should move forward with your brand. And they're like, I don't know. There's no way. We're, we can't do that. We've never done it that way. We've never done it like that. We can't do it like that. That's ridiculous. And then it's like, okay, maybe we could do it like that. That's... I don't know. That's taking a little bit. I mean, it takes people. Sometimes it takes them like two weeks just to get over the idea that they this isn't the way they've always done it. I think there's a lot of people that come to us with with challenges or opportunities and think, well, maybe if I hire you guys, we could just change just a little bit and get there. But that's never how the relationship works. And I think that we are trying to be understanding with people when it comes to that and empathize with this is the change. And we don't come out right away and say, Hey, by the way, you're probably gonna have to change a lot um, to get to where you want to go. And that's just okay. Uh, But that's the reality of the world that we live in. We talked about it in our last conversation that we're not throwing, you know, we're not saying that to be surprising means to throw away all the great stuff that you have. No. And if you don't, if you haven't heard the last episode, episode 49, about how do we breathe life into tradition, that's a great example of when we come in, we don't say we're just changing for the sake of changing, but you need to put a strategy together in order to understand what stays and what goes. And then it'll be really clear on how we can breathe surprise into this brand that we have sitting here today. You can be surprising with style, like I said, with attitude, with how you say, with how you look. But just make sure you're also being surprising with substance. 
we're back to the authentic and relevant components of your brand. If, you know, when we, when we say it scares the hell out of somebody or it makes them sweat a little bit or it makes them nervous, all that means is we're taking, we're, we're challenging them to think differently, to think in a new way, to do an assumption reversal and say, what would be the opposite of that? And, and even though the opposite is ridiculous and not practical, it can often break out of, that's why I love the assumption reversal exercise, is it takes you out of that same mindset and then can get you to a, a new place that, you know, maybe it, maybe it is mild or medium or spicy compared to where you were before, but at least it's starting to get to the component of surprise that helps you stand out. Our minds are hardwired to recognize the different one. Like I get these memes in Instagram all the time where it shows a row of pencils and it says in 10 seconds, pick out the one that, that is a little bit different. And you'd be surprised how fast you can do it. It's because it's hardwired into our survival instinct. Which one's different? What should I be noticing? And when you notice the one that's different, then the question becomes, is that for me or not? Yeah. And it's okay to not be for everybody. That's where surprise gets kind of scary for some people is to say we are not for everybody. So how can we be the most surprising for the smallest audience that will love us dearly? And if we can get to that point, then we'll be successful. That's, then a, you'll that's a game changer. Then, yeah. Then you'll create that, that audience that you desperately need, that customer base that keeps coming back to you every single day. That's what we're trying to do is create a narrowed, excited, enthusiastic audience the brand advocate audience that, like I said before, where if you were to disappear from the market, they would they would literally go, I have no idea what to do now. That, because that was they that was the brand for this thing for me. Now I'm lost. Yeah. That's a huge hole to create. And if you can fill it with, uh, with your brand and you do it by being surprising, you can crush it. Surprise is a game changer. You said it earlier. Um, it's powerful. Surprise is a huge thing. It's also really hard for most marketing leaders to accept that we need to be more surprising. Um, it's not an easy thing to do, and it's not an easy thing to get your team on board with all the time, but it's super, super powerful in getting your brand to where it needs to go. Be unignorable. Yeah. Till next time. Till next time. Susner is a branding firm specializing in helping companies make a meaningful mark, guiding marketing leaders working to make their brand communicate better, stand out, and engage audiences to grow their business. For more, visit susner.com. Mm-hmm.